Welcome back, one and all, to my show, Denny Thinks He Knows, a sports talk show hosted by me, Denny Glasser. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you all are having a great holiday season. Of course, Episode 7 will launch on New Year's Day. I hope you have a great New Year's Eve, or you did have a great New Year's Eve, that is. And You know, I'm so excited to turn the page to a new chapter, 2021. May it be a healthy year for all. Great year. I know it's going to be great bursting out of the gates with sports. So much great sports going on right now. And I hope that everyone and every everything around us continues to improve from where we were in 2020. Alrighty. I'm so thankful to be here. Another week removed from pneumonia. That means I can talk longer without taking some Big deep breaths in between. So I'm improving. I'm very thankful for my health. And without any further ado, let's kick things off. All right. This is first up. First up, we got the NFL in the first segment. Want to cover some big headlines right off the bat. Dwayne Haskins has been released from the Washington football team. Many believe it was his request. And you know what? I hope the guy gets a new chance. I personally think he's heading off to New England. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised that Bill Belichick wants to, you know, have a chance to, you know, reconstruct the young man's career. I believe he's only 23 years old. He can run. He can throw. He has talent. I think he just needs structure, you know, with an offensive coordinator and obviously an opportunity that lasts longer than maybe one or two games at a time. So excited to see what he can do. Definitely worth noting that he was a first-round draft pick two years ago, 15th overall. So, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out for either side, but hopefully both sides can bounce back and find success. I would love that for both the Washington football team and for Dwayne Haskins. Another big headline, of course, is Cooper Cup has been placed on the COVID reserve list. Um, hope he recovers very soon. Big matchup coming up with, of course, Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. And Goff is out. Jared Goff uh, is dealing with, I believe, a broken hand. That means John Wolford is going to be going up against Kyler Murray for a chance at Arizona needs to win this for a chance at the playoffs to win, and you're in. But boy, oh boy, it's going to be interesting. We have Arizona at 8-7. and seven. We have the Rams at 9-6. and six. Definitely a game to keep an eye on this Sunday. And with Cooper Cup out and Goff out, it might not feel the same as what it may have earlier in the season. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers playing the Cleveland Browns. This one, everyone, you're going to want to get up for. Pittsburgh 12 and 3, Cleveland 10 and 5. If Pittsburgh wins, the odds of the Browns getting in are very slim. And if you remember, for my listeners out there that remember this game, back in 2003 was the last time the Cleveland Browns were in the playoffs. And who knocked them out? The Pittsburgh Steelers. I will say this, uh, I don't know if 
the Steelers can be any more hated in Cleveland, but if they keep the Browns from getting in the playoffs for the first time in almost two decades, <laughs> ah, boy, oh boy, the Pittsburgh Steelers will not be welcomed anywhere near Cleveland. That's all I got to say. And And with that being said, Ben is not even playing. Mason Rudolph is playing. Last time Mason Rudolph played the Browns, we all know there was chaos that took place. Helmets were flying. And Mason Rudolph throwing four interceptions. So this is a huge game. I mean, everyone's going to be looking over at Miles Garrett, seeing what he's up to. I mean, everything that took place last year, this is going to be very touchy. Flags may be flying from the referees. We got Mason, who is technically having an audition game. We don't know what his future's like in Pittsburgh. And we don't even know, you know, this could be an opportunity for him with another team. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. The final week is upon us in the regular season of the NFL. I don't even want to talk about last week's matchups. I just want to look forward to this week. There is so much uncertainty in the with the playoffs especially in the AFC. I mean, KC and Buffalo seem to have one and two locked up. Pittsburgh at number three. But after that, there is so much up in the air. You know, it's, it's going to be really crazy to see what takes place. Obviously, like we were talking about, Pittsburgh has a chance to keep Cleveland out of the playoffs. Pittsburgh 12-3, and three, Cleveland at 10-5. and five. Pittsburgh has a chance, though, if they win this, to jump up to the number two seed. And they have a lot to play for. If Miami beats Buffalo and Pittsburgh wins, they actually get a chance to have the number two seed wrapped up and more home field advantage. Tomlin making a very great, in my opinion, move, putting Ben to a week off. Maybe others, Hayward possibly, DeCastro, Pouncey. You know, Pittsburgh didn't have a bye week this year. So this is a great chance to rest them up. Maybe Tomlin even saying, you know, with the fact that there's not many fans in the stadium, it, there might not really be a great home field advantage. So as long as there's a healthy Ben, there's a chance for a healthy win. Of course, moving right on forward, we have the T Tennessee Titans at 10-5 and versus the Houston Texans at 4-11. and Tennessee can win, can even win the division with a win. But still, there's so much uncertainty. If they lose the Colts at 10-5 and five as well versus the Jacksonville Jaguars at 1-14, and 14, Colts at 10-5, and five, they're right in there with, of course, Tennessee. But if they win, they still need some help. That's what's so crazy with it all. Unless they get some help, of course, from Tennessee. We got Miami versus Buffalo. Like we were just saying, if Miami wins and Pittsburgh wins, Pittsburgh has a chance to jump to that number two seed. Buffalo, of course, would love that win, would love to jump up in that and keep that number two seed. Miami needs this win, of course, to actually get into the playoffs, much like Baltimore. Baltimore, however, if they lose, they, they can still get some help to get in, but win and they're in over Cincinnati. That's 4-10-1. Dallas at six and nine has a chance to win the division over the Giants, who are five and ten. And Washington, also at six and nine, going against the Eagles that are 
four, ten, and one. Very, very interesting to see how this shakes out. You know, obviously, if Dallas or Washington lose and the other one wins, that's a clear division champ at seven and nine. Must watch TV. I'm telling you, up and down the board, you're going to want to pay attention. This is huge. All righty. So that that actually takes care of uh, the first part of first stop. I want to head right on over to baseball. And wow, did the Padres have a great holiday season. Making trades for Snell, for Darvish, and for Ha Seung Kim. Ha Seung Kim, an incredible second baseman who actually played shortstop for the Kaboom Heroes. So, very excited to see he's making the jump from the States, a South Korean professional baseball player. It's going to be very exciting to see what he's able to do with the Padres. I think he's going to have a lot of success. I think that whole rotation is going to have a lot of success. I mean, remember, the Padres traded for Mike Clevenger from the Cleveland Indians just this past August. They are loading up. I think they're making a message to all of baseball and to the Dodgers saying, we've had it with the Dodgers taking the division year in and year out, and we're ready to do something about it. I'm excited to see it. You know, and and when I do make my predictions for the 2021 MLB baseball season, they're going to be right up there at the top. Maybe of that of that division. we got to see how the rest of the offseason plays out, but they are off to a great start. Speaking of trades, the Pirates traded Josh Bell to the Washington Nationals for some prospects. you got to question, how long are the Pirates going to keep rebuilding? I mean, Josh Bell was a great piece of that offense and on that team. And for them to keep making these trades, you really got to question how much longer do you plan on being in a rebuild? Meanwhile, the Nationals get a fantastic hitter, great first baseman, and a great personality in the clubhouse. So very excited to see what the Nationals are able to do this year, adding Bell. Hope the Pirates figure it out and stop rebuilding. I mean... That city deserves more than just a rebuild year in and year out. Get it together, Pirates. All right, and we're going to head right on over to the NBA. And, of course, right off the bat, I have to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. My Cleveland Cavaliers, 3-1. They have to be the story of the first week of the NBA. How great is it that the Cavs are finally able to, what appears to be, Moving on from LeBron James. Now, I'm thankful for LeBron bringing in, obviously, love and bringing in that championship. Some of his other friends joined him for that magic carpet ride for three, four years, something like that. Very happy that the Cavs got that ring. But I I really, really love to see a Cleveland Cavaliers team move on from LeBron. And they are so well balanced. I mean, looking across the board, I know Kevin Love, and we're going to speak on this in a moment, has been injured often, but Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, two rock star guards for them. Andre Drummond being a rock star center. Seti Osman, Dean Wade, Larry Nance, and I can keep going. I mean, what a great young budding team. I hope they keep it up. 
I mean, they're making some noise. They beat the 76ers, which you got to imagine sent some kind of message to the NBA that the Cavs are for real. I just hope they just keep it rolling, keep playing great team basketball, and keep making the city of Cleveland proud. I know I am. One thing I would love to see, no pun intended, I'd love to see Kevin Love get back to being healthy, 100% healthy. He re-aggravated his calf. Calf injury that's been hampering him since training camp. And I just really would like to see him be a part of this team. I mean, it's a magical young budding team. Kevin Love would be a great piece to be a part of this. I definitely hope he can get healthy and join this, this young core. Atlanta Hawks are off to a great start, 3-0. and We talked about them a few weeks ago. They were adding pieces left and right. Young was getting healthy. Well, here they are. And I think they're going to be an electric team this year. Had to mention them. You know, there's a lot of teams right now that, you know, are rather average right now or play into what we expected them to be at. But I like to acknowledge the teams that, you know, are making some noise where maybe people thought we're going to be a little silent this year. Love to see the Hawks and Cavs coming out strong. And I'd be remiss if I didn't correct myself. I call myself Denny Thinks He Knows with, of course, the disclaimer that maybe there's times I don't, I may not know every little bit. And I said last week that there was an 82-game schedule well, in the NBA, and that was actually part of my final straw. I want a 42-game schedule. Well, this isn't 42, it's 72, and that's where I was wrong. It's actually a 72-game schedule this year. People are talking that that may be permanent. Who knows? I still think that's a bit too long, but I do respect the fact that they shorten it down. I mean, obviously, was that NBA usually kicks off, tips off in October. They're tipping off you know, two months later now this season in December. But I did want to correct myself. 72 games. So, there we have it. That's first up. We're moving on to second that emotion. Second that emotion, I got to kick it off with congratulating myself. I know, I got I to gotta pat myself on the back. Little Stinky, Little Stinky won the Fantasy Football Championship in my Fantasy League. Very proud of my team. We won 143 to 122. I even played Kittle. We talked about that last week. Picked Kittle up, what was it, three, four weeks ago. Put him on my IR. I took a chance. It paid off. He had like 13 points. I hope you did the same if you had a chance at Kittle. J.D. McKissick had to have been my MVP with like two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. He catches a touchdown. Puts me up by 40 points. I'm loving it. You know, and one of my often questions I get is, well, what's the story behind Little Stinky? There is none. There's no story at all. But if you ask my fiance, what happens when I have a few fiber one bars? <laughs> there's a story. So none of us have to ask that question. But there's definitely a story behind a little stinky. Okay. So if that means anything to you guys, heading into next year, listen to my advice. In this league, this is the second time in three years that I've won this championship. I know what I'm talking about. And I want to help you. 
Speaking of helping you, I hope I helped you last week. I said pick the Chiefs over Atlanta. It was not pretty. It was definitely not a pretty game. But the Chiefs won 17-14. to So if you're playing survival, I'd love to hear if any of my advice has helped because I've been right every single time. That had to have been, what, six picks now or seven? I'm loving it. I'm keeping it rolling by picking Tennessee over Houston. Tennessee's 10 and 5, Houston's 4 and 11. I know that on paper seems like, you know, it's going to be pretty easy, but JJ Watt just fired up the whole Texans organization with his press conference last week on caring and wanting to put out good quality football. And I I think that Houston would love a chance to take out Tennessee. Obviously within the same division and a chance to keep Tennessee from having success heading into the playoffs. But I, I think Tennessee's going to win. I think they're pretty upset. I think King Henry is ready to rock and roll all over that defense. So they are my pick of the week. In regards to FanDuel and DraftKings, uh, I, I got to acknowledge, last week I said go with Devontae Adams, 43 points. In PPR, in PPR. Travis Kelsey, 22 points. Cooper Cup, 14 points. Jalen Hurts, 18, which I wasn't that mad about because I was actually playing Jalen Hurts. Hopefully he did well for you and you had great success with him, although 18 is not that great. Montgomery, however, running back for the Bears, 20 points. And Derrick Henry, 9 points. Even more reason to think that he's going to have a rebound game this upcoming Sunday, but 9 points is not going to do it. I'll own up on it, but hey, all those other points I, I named off, that's pretty good. This week, I'm picking Lamar Jackson versus Cincinnati at quarterback. I'm picking T.Y. Hilt, Hilton and A.J. Brown at wide receiver. I'm going Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry at running back and Darren Waller at tight end. I hope you guys all have great success with those picks. Love to hear it. I think they're all going to be... A, on the horizon for some great points for you and for everyone. Alrighty, that is Second Daddy Motion. We're going to be heading right on over to Final Straw, but before we do that, I want to, of course, help answer a question that came in. We had a question, a boxing question, new to the show. We've primarily covered baseball, football, and basketball, but hey, Denny thinks he knows is a sports talk show. So if I don't know, I'm going to do my best to find out and have a take. And I do have a take. I have an opinion. A point of view. Khabib versus GSP. A lot of people want to see this fight. I'd like to see this fight. I mean, both being retired? I don't know. Money talks, though. And I think if the money's right, both will jump out of retirement. I mean, this hypothetical fight has been talked about for a very long time. So this is no secret. But so was Manny Pacquiao. And Floyd Mayweather. And they fought. If the money's right. I think they'll do it. And my money's on Khabib. 29-0. That's that's no joke. That's not taken away from GSP. I think, no, I think George knows how to fight. But I think Khabib has a chance to. I don't know. Take the victory. That's my take. That's my point of view. But please, keep these questions rolling on in. 
I, I, I love to help any way I can or share my point of view. Stormy Spring, guys, has just arrived in the studio. Stormy Spring, how are you? I'm doing great, Denny. Thank you very much. And I really appreciate having that lengthy vacation. I really needed it. Of course, Stormy. We understand. It's stressful times. Stormy, we know you got a seven-day forecast for us. Let's hear it. Alrighty, here is your seven-day forecast. We're looking at some rain and mixed showers over in Seattle. Dropping down over even into California, getting a little bit of rain. Down in the southern regions, we're looking at some dry winds. Maybe a little bit of precipitation throughout the week. On the east coast, we're looking at frigid temps, snow, sleet, ice. But what does it even matter, anybody? None of this matters at all. You're supposed to be inside. If you're not inside, what are you doing? Are you trying to spread the virus? I don't understand. Danny, I don't even know how much longer you can do your sports show for. How much longer will sports continue? Well, we sure hope it continues. I don't know how much longer it'll continue. The weather's being taken away from me. It does not matter what the weather's like, okay? If it's sunny... If it's 70, if it's 80, if it's below zero, none of it matters. Okay, Stormy, we appreciate your time. All right, everyone, we thank Stormy. Oh, I'm just trying to tell you, it does not, yeah, we know it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Stormy. We appreciate it, though, okay? We know we got to stay inside. Sometimes, though, it's nice to feel the sun, feel the snow. Whatever's going on in your in your town, we we want to we want to embrace it, okay? Stormy, we we hope to see you next week. Take a few chill pills and uh, come back to us next week. All right, all right, all righty, everybody. That was Stormy Spring with uh, a very entertaining seven day forecast. I don't even know if we covered all seven days, but. I think the moral of the story is Stormy's saying it does not matter. If you didn't understand what he was trying to say, it does not matter what's going on with the weather. Whether it's nice or whether it's not. See what I did there? Alrighty, guys. We are down to the last segment. Final straw. My final straw I've picked on the NFL since I've created Denny Thinks He Knows. And nothing's changed. I'm still picking on them, but this time I'm specifically picking on the fines. I have a big issue with these fines, and the biggest thing that rubbed me the wrong way this week is hearing that the New Orleans Saints, after celebrating all their success and what they're doing heading into the playoffs, they were fined $500,000, and they lost their seventh-round draft pick just by celebrating not having masks on, being too close, not having six feet distance. Well, guess what? In my book, they're doing things perfectly fine. We're playing the game with no masks on. We're playing the game without six feet distance. I mean, you have to tackle people, right? And you're not wearing a mask. I don't understand it. Meanwhile... The Ravens were only fined $250,000 and did not lose a draft pick from violating protocol 
and delaying a game that was supposed to be played on Thanksgiving on a Thursday was not played until that following Wednesday. And only $250,000, but yet you're going to find the Saints $500,000 and make them lose their seventh-round draft pick. And there's even talk that they, the NFL might come down on my Pittsburgh Steelers because Juju and some teammates of his were just simply dancing without any masks on. But they were just dancing. I mean, I get it, NFL. You you like to throw around your power when you want to throw it around, but try to make it make sense a little bit. This makes no sense. The Ravens should have had this kind of penalty, and then some. And other teams, like the Tennessee Titans, for breaking protocol. But the Saints for celebrating? Give me a break where the Buffalo roam. Good golly, Miss Molly. I, I, I can't take it. I really can't take it with the NFL. So if anyone has any connections out there and they want to let the NFL know my opinion, please do. I'd love for them to know. Just to at least plant the seed. If no one else has ever told them that their their fines and their structure, their penalties, their discipline is erroneous. Makes no sense. Guys, that's my show. We talked a little bit of baseball, football, basketball. We even covered some fighting. I never I never cover fighting. Maybe boxing, martial arts, UFC. I never cover it, but I'm happy to do it. Second, that emotion. We got you covered with fantasy football. Stormy Spring lost his mind again. And you know my take on the NFL. I hope you guys have a great Great, great, great New Year's Day by the time that this airs. Uh, an amazing 2021. May you all stay healthy and have great success. I hope this show keeps gaining success throughout the new year. Help keep spreading the news. Help by asking questions, sharing it. If you have questions, send them to me. Glasserdenny at gmail.com. You know where to, you know where to find my email. Alrighty, guys, that's all for me. As always, take care, and until next time, bye-bye.